Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. We have made it to championship week. We'll talk about some of the needs we identified in the Colts corner, give a finale on our football fashion, and, of course, talk about the big game in Vegas. So here we go. Welcome to the opening drive. It's time for the Colts Corner before we get into anything else because, you know, it's kind of a massive week. There's lots of good things going on. Lots mm-hmm. of stories about uh, grass and, uh, and you know, how many – there's things being thrown around like goat and different things like that. So, uh, but before we do that, let's focus in on our team that we love, the Colts. Yep. Last week we identified four of the major needs – for the Colts in the offseason, so we're going to dive into two of them a little bit more. Okay, yeah, okay? yeah. First one, DB. I think we're both uh, – you ranked that as number one. Yes. And so we're going off of your ranking system. Okay. And so, Liam, give me some DBs here. Uh, are we are – we, are the Colts looking at free agent or draft? Maybe both? What is your yeah. take? Um. Well, it depends. If we're going for a, uh, like a corner here, I don't. I didn't see much depth in the draft draft class. Obviously, it is a wide receiver and quarterback heavy draft class. I feel like every other year it's that, and just kind of in between things are just thrown in there. Um, but I think we need a veteran presence, which leads us to free agency. Uh, I think with safety or corner, we need a veteran because Blackman is kind of our veteran presence. And um, if Kenny doesn't come back, then he is our veteran gone as well. Um, So I think we need a veteran presence at defensive back, whether that be corner (coughs) or uh, safety. All right. Uh, So I've pulled up. Uh, the uh, secondary yeah. free agents this off season. Okay, yeah. uh, so take a look here. See if any names. Uh, th- this is both safety and uh, cornerback. Okay, uh, take a look and see if you see any names that jump off. As I mean, there's seventy two million of cap space. Still doable, people. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want. I like don't go. You know, uh, we can see their average um, for what last year was. We could uh, click on their market value. This is uh, on uh, spot SPO track. Yeah. Uh, So thanks to them for this resource, we could click on their market value, see what that is. But that's just an estimation of what that is. So, um, Top name here, Buda Baker. Yeah. I mean, he's free safety. We've covered at free safety. We need more strong safety. Micah Hyde jumps out. Mm-hmm. Maybe. 
Um, I think you go down even more. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson stands out. Oh well. yeah, CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah, I, I uh, think we read something this week that uh, was kind of maybe a link to him, right, mm-hmm. uh, coming in. Yeah, of course. You know, it seems like the Lions are trying to hang on and hold on to everything that they had yeah. last year. So, yeah. um, Emmanuel Mosley also kind of jumps out. That's the name that I've heard a lot, especially whenever he's younger. So maybe right. develop him a bit more. Okay. Also uh, from Detroit. Yeah. Um, let's see if I see anybody. Um, Okuda, Jeff. Okay. Uh, yeah. What? Bring Stefan back. See, I was saying that. I'm like, I don't, I don't think they would, but it, it'd be cool to bring him back. I mean, if you're looking for depth, and and the Colts did Stefan a favor by letting him go to the Cowboys and try to win one. Of course, the Cowboys did what the Cowboys do. Yeah, and he should have expected that. But now, if he's looking for one more ring. Right mm-hmm. on his way out, he's looking for his sunset. You know, I'm out of here. Where is his best place to do that? Uh, it may be with the Colts. Maybe we we discussed maybe not, but you know, maybe who knows? He's, he's already familiar with things. Just come back and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else here? Jump out. Uh, no, not really. All right. All right. Now, number two need. You have yeah. wide receiver. Yes, wide receiver. So, I'm going to ask you again. Free agent or draft? Okay. This kind of <coughs> links. Okay. So, I think it all depends if we have pit or not. So, uh-huh. I'll, I'll give you a scenario where we don't and where we do. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you want to talk about the pit problem first? Because uh, I've got this. Yeah, yeah. Let's we can talk, talk, let's talk about, about it first. Okay, because so, it, and then we can still discuss where it goes from there. So, um, okay, yeah. let's talk about the pit problem. What is the okay. pit problem? Um, the fact that if you if you get them back, it's a franchise tag, which is what twenty four million right yeah, now, roughly ish. Yes, yes. It's the uh, average of the uh, top five salaries by position over the last five years. Yes. I think. Is how so, I something like that. Yeah. So it'd be a lot of money. It is. It'd be not quite half, but it's about a it's about a third almost it's about a third. almost a third of the cap space yes. that we have. It's Which about, is a lot yeah. of money. But you gotta <coughs> think, is Pitt worth that? I'd say he is. He had over 100 catches yes. for over 1,000 yards. Yes. He was the number one uh, receiver in those categories for the Colts. Mm-hmm. And the Colts did not have them have him for one game, and that was the Atlanta Falcons game. Yeah. Where they absolutely stunk up the joint on offense. Couldn't do anything without him. Which means he was very important yeah. presence. Just yeah. So I think you bring Pitt back. Okay. Over all this talk that we've had, I think you bring Pitt back. Yes, it is a third of your money, but... Chris Ballard did say, if you, if gas is $4 a gallon, that's what you have to pay. 
in reference to signing and what it's going to cost to sign maybe Pitt. So, yeah, I mean, that's that that's at least his initial mentality. Yeah, um, I I would agree. I mean, if that's what you got to pay, you got to pay. Uh, but I say you pay for the pit. So, in thinking that, I have a I have another thought here. Okay. I think that the Colts could do what they the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson last okay. year. Instead of putting the direct franchise tag on him, the exclusive one, they do the, uh, what's it called? The non-exclusive, I think, uh, franchise tag, which means it's a little bit, costs a little bit less to do it. And because one thing that Pitt said was he wants to test the market. Why wouldn't he? I mean, he's he's got that ability, right? Yeah. So if you give him the non-exclusive franchise tag, you pay a little bit less. You give him the chance to still test the market while having a safety uh, measure in place. Because uh, with the non-exclusive, if anybody uh, comes in and... Uh, makes him an offer, you have the option to match that, right? Yeah. And he still stays there. Or if you choose to let him go at that point, then you get two compensatory uh, picks. Yeah. So you get two first-round draft picks, I believe, is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. So I think the Colts could do something a little bit more creative like that. It worked well with Lamar. I think it could work well uh, with Pitt. Pitt isn't. I don't think is nearly as big of a name as Lamar. Yeah, heading, heading into yeah, it. I, I I agree. I think that's a very uh, smart play on the Colts. Um, All right, so yes, you're going to give me with Pitt without Pitt. Yes, scenarios go both scenarios. Okay, both these scenarios require us to get a wide receiver in the draft. Okay, um, I don't think that there's a. Ba- that's a bad thing with how no. deep this wide yeah. receiver class is. You should do I that agree. anyway. If it's Marvin Harrison. If it's Marvin Harrison, really nice. you're going to have to probably go up to get it. Yes, but it'd be very nice. But regardless, get a wide receiver in the draft. Uh, if you don't have Pitt, I think what you need to do is you need to go out and you can get a um, you you can get a bigger veteran wide receiver like uh, that Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, Tyler Boyd, someone like that, right? Okay. But if you get Pitt, I think you still need to get someone, someone like that has maybe one year left in them, that um, has that one year left in them, but is a good veteran presence. Like, I don't know, maybe Julio Jones. Oh. If he's willing to run another one, like. He, I saw him play last year a little bit on the Eagles, and he looked like yeah, like he would catch stuff whenever he needed to. He wasn't dropping anything. He didn't yep. look like an old man or whatever. But I think Julio Jones might be a good pickup if we if we stick with Pitt because that is a good kind of like can teach people how to get up and get the balls because that's what he used to do. But now he has to like it's not that he can't do that. It's just he doesn't do that. That's not how he yeah. works anymore. So he can teach that too. He's gotcha. been playing – he played his career in two different sort of ways. Mm-hmm. So I think that that would be a good pickup for the Colts. All right. 
if we let's just quickly look at the draft and uh, wide receivers and who sticks. Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. Yes, yep. we're Colts fans. We will always be like, yes, yes, give me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but realistically, here with the Colts at fifteen and not trading up, uh, what seems like a possibility here? And I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna scroll down here because I know how uh, Ballard likes to get his deep picks too. Yes. But. Um. So right, right. Just looking at things. Uh, I I'm thinking of colleges, how they performed. Right. I don't know like the individual talent. I don't pay attention that much to college football, but I do know these schools and how they performed this past year. Yeah. I know that Washington did a really good job. So. Uh, the Washington right receiver there looks pretty good. Okay. Uh, same yeah. with the... R- Rome uh, Undunze. Yep. Same yep. with the Florida State and Oregon right receiver. They all performed well. And, I mean, the quarterbacks can only do as well as their receivers allow them to. Okay. Um, so, those look good. If you want to go a little bit deeper, we can get another uh, North Carolina person. Kind of go along with Josh Downs. Uh, yes. And he's performing really well in the Senior Bowl. Uh, I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. Um, highly recommended. Uh, yeah, uh, here it is. Uh, Devontez Walker. Yes. Yeah. Uh, get, get some chemistry there. I mean, anyone from Bama as well is like a good pick. Okay. Uh, I look at the top, and if we're going to go 15, which is no guarantee that the Colts would go wide receiver there, they're linked to Brock Bowers. A lot out of the tight end out of Georgia. Not that we need more tight end, but he's just, he's pretty stellar. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Keon Coleman from uh, Florida State. Uh, mm-hmm. I've also heard uh, a couple LSU guys dropped in there, potentially uh, Adane Mitchell from Texas. But I'm going to throw this out as a potential connection. There's a wide receiver out of Florida. Oh. Named Pearsall. That was one of a few, because he had a few, but a f- one of a few weapons that Anthony Richardson had at mm, Florida. I see so what you're saying. Maybe you, you know, pull a little uh college connection up to the pros mm. with that because Pearsall will be available probably third round, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And so you wouldn't have to spend a number one pick on a wide receiver. You could still get hidden benefit from going deeper in the draft. All yeah. right. What about free agents and wide receivers? We've talked about this one a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, I if. Whether we get, uh, I hear what you're saying. Give me a little bit of if we don't sign Pitt and a little bit of if we do. Okay. Uh, like I said, if we uh, if we do get him, I think um, I think Julio Jones is a good option. Let's kind of go down the list a yeah. little bit here. I think Nelson Aguilar. We also, we also, also have to consider that these guys may get signed yep, by yep. their current team. I think Nelson Aguilar is a good pick. Um, I don't know about Ray Ray McLeod uh, from the Niners this okay. past year, but yeah. he looks good. Probably going to get, I'd imagine he gets signed. Um, I mean, we go even further down the list. I mean, we could maybe bring back uh, Isaiah McKenzie. 
Uh, I think Scotty Miller is also a good choice along with Chris Conley. Just kind of some cheaper guys. Yeah. And then obviously there's the big hitters that if we don't get pit, I mean, obviously you can go out there, try and get Mike Evans, try to get Tyler Boyd, uh, DJ Charks out there too. Um, I mean, obviously OBJ, but I don't know if he's planning to come back or not. Yeah, and if he does, he's going to want to be on a guarantee, you know. Guaranteed yeah. in the, yeah. So I'd imagine he's probably just going to stick with the Ravens then. Yep. Um, Calvin Ridley's also there, but with how he performed, I'd imagine he's going back to Jacksonville. Yeah, he came in on a one-year deal off of, you know, his hiatus. And, yeah. Um, the one I've thrown out is T. Higgins. Yep. Uh, that to me is a with or without pit decision. Okay. Um, how much does he say? Two point one. Yeah. I, yeah. Because I think he provides something like Tyler Boyd is a lot like Pitt. Uh, T Higgins is different, mm-hmm. and um, I think he can provide a lot of stuff for like learning stuff for Pierce. Since yeah. they're very similar in their mm-hmm. how they play, yeah, um, that T Higgins or Tyler Boyd became a little bit more complicated whenever uh, whenever uh, Brian Callahan f- went from the OC of the Bengals to now in the division with the Titans because now mm-hmm. you got to think the Bengals are gonna wanna and maybe even will sign at least one of those two Tyler or T and then some and then the other one will probably go somewhere else yeah. unless they can manage to get both of them and your old OC is you know right in the division and drawing you you know mm-hmm. so it's it's not as cut and dry as it was before yeah Callahan went to the Titans but yeah there's options right mm-hmm. there's options out there um, so that's kind of our take. Um, next week, we will take a look at our final two needs of edge, rusher, and backup quarterback. But before we jump into the big game, we will give our take on football fashion of the uniforms from this season. We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor a little podcast, email theunstableblues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll keep telling you about what we do. My brothers love to play and create things outside. That's why we think they will have their very own flower shop when they get older. So, in about 15 years or so, be on the lookout for Zeke and Rico's flower shop. All right, back for halftime adjustments. This one is football fashion. We had our uh, initial one that we did with uh, your sisters, Mm -hmm. um, and now we're going to wrap it up, okay? Okay. So I've got uh, this graphic. This is the year of the throwback. Yeah. And so um, there were other uniform decisions like the Indiana Knights, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, some other things like that. We're going to focus uh, for this just on those uh, throwbacks okay. since there were so many of them. I want you to give me your bottom three and your top three 
now that you've seen them? Because we talked about them ahead of time. We didn't know yeah. what they were going to look like yeah. on the field. So yeah. it's a little bit different when yeah. you see it live in an action. Agreed. So give me your bottom three. Start with that. Bottom three? Bottom three. Let's start okay. with the no-goes, we're gonna the go duds. One of them, the white dolphins. Okay. One of them white dolphins. Uh, another it's, one. It's all white, right? Uh, yeah, it's all white with like a little bit of green trim. Yeah. Um, another one, the Raiders. I just don't think there's much special stuff about that. Okay. Um, and then probably the Saints as the last one. Same as the Raiders, just not super special. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing with the Saints is the fact that the pants are actually mustard. Okay. And don't match very well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Giants white. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm very over the white, white pants. Uh, you know, um, yeah. I'm going to say the Raiders as well. Um, and then I'm going to say the, the jets. I love the helmet, but that's about it. Okay. Everything else, once again, white, yeah. white. Just don't like it. No. All right. Okay. How about you go first for the top three? <coughs> All right. The top three. Yep. Um. Top three. This may surprise you. Okay. Okay. Uh, we were all on the Seahawks before the season started. Yeah. Just amazing, you know, Looked really vintage. Good. But when they got out on the field, they just... It didn't click. No, it didn't really work out. I don't know if it was who they decided to be against or uh, just how they looked in general. Not a fan. Not Mm -hmm. a fan. Um, One that was surprising, though, and I really enjoyed. And I'm going to put it in my top three. Okay. The Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I was, I, I, I mean, was like, I looked at that one, I'm like, okay. The Green Bay Packers uh, historically have some very sad throwback uniforms. Yes. Because yeah. they, they did the brown helmet where they try to yeah. do the leather kind of thing. Uh, they Or like imitate the pads by different colors on the, it doesn't work. But this one, really clean, you know, mm-hmm. and had a vintage flair uh obviously but still seemed to be modern at the same time yeah so uh, that's going to be one of mine we're also really i was really excited about bringing back the kelly greens mm-hmm. but they didn't they weren't really quite kelly green they felt a little too bright yeah and so i am disappointed in that one as well but you were against the Dolphins white on white, but I'm all about that that dark Miami Dolphins teal. Yeah. So, it reminds me a lot of Dan Marino. Yep. Uh, it's the Marino days. I love it. Uh, so I'm going to go with that. I wish I could go with the Bears because I think that's a really good look. I yeah. just don't like the white, all the, all the white on the shirt. Mm-hmm. To me, number one has to be <laughs> the Houston Oilers. Oh, yeah. I completely agree The Houston that. Oilers for so many reasons. Number one, 
it is the Houston team. Always should have been the Houston team. Number two, it's such a unique look with those colors, and they just pop no matter what. No matter who you're playing against, no matter where you're playing, cloudy, sunny, whatever, those uniforms are top notch. So yeah. Houston Oilers get my take. What are your top three? Okay, uh, top three. I got some. It, there's a lot to choose from, so I got some like quick, just quick honorable mentions. Okay. Yep. First one being the Niners red. Okay. I really enjoyed how that looked. Um, second being the Green Bay Packers look. Yeah, yeah I really, really enjoyed that. Okay, now for the top three. All right. Okay. Actually, no, no, no. One more, one more. One more honorable mention. Okay. That being the uh, Kelly Greens. Okay. I think that I... You liked them. I liked them. Yeah, all I, right. Now... I, I also didn't mention that the Falcons' red helmet is just all always on point. Yes, yes. Yes, okay. Um, okay, top three. Yep. No particular order. Okay. But Houston Oilers is on there. Okay. 100%. Yep. Then, it's going to go the Pat Reds. Okay. I really, like, whenever I saw that, I'm like... The Pat Patriots. Those are good. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I partially because it's my favorite color, but it reminded me a lot of AP winning the MVP. Okay. Uh, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. All right. Uh, purple throwbacks. It reminded me of AP winning the MVP and how CMC should win it this year, <laughs> but most likely won't. I, uh, I see... I almost put that on my bottom just because it's not, it doesn't seem quite different enough, but uh, it is, and it has a nice little touch and I appreciate uh, <coughs> just the value of the purple. Yeah. Um, it's not enough of that. Yeah. Uh, but there was in the championship logo. No, there was. So that's it for the fashion, but there was one more game to go. Our breakdown after this. At Country Mountain Dogs, we pride ourselves on the quality temperament of our puppies. But don't take our word for it. See what others have to say on Facebook and Instagram at Country Mountain Dogs. Welcome back. Third and long time for the big game preview. The championship preview. Yes. Uh, normally, we, this is third and short, but this may take a little bit because... Uh, yep. Uh, this is the rematch, the rematch from 2020. Uh, before everything was what 2020 was, there was a championship game played in professional football. Yes, there was. And uh, it was played in Miami. Uh, and this is a direct copy of that. Literally, same uniforms. Yeah. Same, same uniforms. home team identified. Instead of Miami, it's played in the West Coast, Vegas. Yeah. Because we've been to Miami. We understand Miami mm -hmm. is kind of like Vegas. Uh, for the for East Florida. Coast. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. All right. There are some different players, though. Yes. Yes, there is. Uh, the main one is still playing. Just mm -hmm. switch teams. Chavarius Ward. Flip-flop teams. Yeah. He played originally for the Chiefs. Now he plays for the yes. Niners. Now, for the Niners, they have no Robbie Gold, no Jimmy G, no Emmanuel Sanders, no Raheem Mostert, and no Emma Com, no Jimmy Ward, no Richard Sermon, no DeForest Buckner. 
but they added some pretty important people. Okay. That being Purdy, Ayuk, Lenore, and the MVP should be CMC. All right. Uh, it's a lot of people to lose. It's a lot of people to lose, a lot, but, but in my opinion, they've looked a lot better since then. Who, who would who would have imagined you could get rid of that many big names and then the last pick in the draft, Brock Purdy, is your franchise quarterback would would be would headline the people you have added. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs have no Honey Badger. Yeah, no Tyreek, no Sammy Watkins, but they added another deep cut, Pacheco. Yeah, KT. And MVS. Yes. So they've added just as many people as they lost since right. then. They probably lost bigger people than they Well, added that, that's my question. Who had the biggest loss of these two teams? I think, honestly, even with the Niners losing a ton of people, I think that the Niners um, are kind of, kind of went equal with it, I'll say. Okay. Because uh, I think they... Now they have, like, they added so many people on offense. Like, what are you going to do to stop them? And, like, frankly, the Chiefs' defense has been what's been saving them, what's been saving gains for them. Um, so, so, like, I think that the Chiefs lost more with this. They lost the fastest guy in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They lost a really big wide receiver, a yep. veteran wide receiver that made some pretty big plays. Yep. And then they also lost an amazing safety. Now, they do have good safeties now still, but yeah. they lost a good one then. Yeah. So, um, I think overall, the Chiefs lost more. I am going to simply look at the volume of numbers and go, the Niners lost more. Okay. Does it? Do I think it means as much? No, because what has been the Chiefs' biggest knock on them all year? They haven't caught passes. And they lost two big receivers, mm-hmm. veteran receivers. So um, so lost more, but biggest, uh, you know, d- the momentum shift, I don't know, is the same. I, I would say it's actually pretty even. Um, okay. I will say this. I believe that the biggest loss of these for the Niners, maybe. Actually, not even a maybe. It, it absolutely is Robbie Gold. Yeah. I, to not have the most accurate kicker in the playoffs hurts, mm-hmm. especially when Moody has already missed two heading into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely uh, not a good sight to like have. Uh, so, here we go. Keys to the game. What are your keys to this final game of the year for professional football, the championship game. Yes. Uh, it's almost like last week the Niners listened to me, and whenever they weren't running the ball good, they just kept running it, and yeah. then it started working really yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say run the ball and keep running the ball. All right. As always. I mean, do have the top running back in the league. Yes. In yeah. the year. Yeah. Now, everyone talks about Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Pressure him. Pressure contain. We talk about this a decent amount. Yep. Pressure contain. You pressure him, you force the ball out, force bad decisions. Don't let him be Mahomes. Strict, constrict him to a pocket passer. 
he does not feel comfortable in the pocket. Like, sure, he can throw the ball well out of the pocket, but I guarantee you he'd rather be outside of the pocket making some play because that gives his time, his receivers time to move around. Mm-hmm. Now, if that does happen, if they do start moving around, yes, stay with your man. Uh, stay in your zone. Stay with your man. Whatever you got to do, make sure no one's open. Give me a clock. Exactly. Give me a, no, no, I'm asking you, how long do you think as you're heading in, you, as if you're working with the DBs, mm-hmm. how long is the clock that you have to stay with your man for? I'm, I'm putting it at 10 seconds, which is crazy for a play. I'm putting it at 10 seconds, but it's, it is Mahomes. Mahomes is a great quarterback. I'm not knocking on him at all. He's a great quarterback. That's why you got to worry about him so much. Yep. But this past week against the Ravens, there was like 10, 15 plays in a row where the timer of uh, snap to throw yep. was eight or more seconds. Yeah. Which means Patrick Mahomes just had all the time in the world to throw the ball. So you got to limit that time. Limit. You limit that time, you increase the amount of mistakes, mm-hmm. more opportunities. And on offense, as well as keep running the ball, I need you to feed George Kittle. He didn't get enough love this past game. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason why it was so, like, why we had to come back so yeah, much was because of that. I think you feed George Kittle. He gets excited. He jumps, starts the whole offense. He is the emotional leader of the team. He may not be the actual leader, but he is definitely the emotional leader. Everyone follows whatever he does. Get George Kittle started, get CMC started, and our offense won't stop. All right. Um, Even when we have made it to this point in the season, there are two things that can really help you in making sure that you ensure a victory. Okay. What is that? Protect the ball. Oh, really? And take the ball. Oh, yep. If you win the turnover battle. You will win the game. You almost are guaranteed to win the game. Yes. That's all. I No, I'm not saying it's like this is much more difficult than we make it. Mm-hmm. But this is how simple it actually is. If they're going to throw three interceptions and you throw zero, you have more time of possession. You have more chances to get right. it down the field. Uh, as a basketball coach, uh, what's the thing I make you practice more than anything else? Um, what is it? Free throws? Right? Yeah. Because they really matter, right? Yes. Uh, because they're freebies until they're not. <coughs> and so in my football practices, I would probably spend mm, about... of the time or more on getting the ball out on defense and making sure you keep it uh, on offense. Yeah. Um, uh, Another thing, key to the game, play disciplined football. Okay. Why? Because you know the penalties are coming. Yeah. You know this Chiefs team well enough. You've seen them through. The penalties are going to come. And Travis Kelsey's going to try to fight for his right literally on the field and get you caught for fighting. And so know what's coming and be about your business. Mm-hmm. You don't need to talk to anybody. What would be more frustrating than them trying to get inside your head and you literally don't say anything? So are you saying we don't need the Juwan Jennings mentality for this game? I'm saying the mentality is that... But the outward appearance is stone cold, don't care killer. Okay. 
are, are we still rock paper scissoring at the at the camera? We're still doing that. Listen, listen. I, I would I would say that this is more of a defensive discipline oh, okay. than offense okay. yeah. because you know that that's where the side of the ball where they're really going to drive you there you know Mahomes is going to make every motion for every flag that he can mm-hmm. and you know he's going to stand in the pocket to the last minute and then complain that he got ah, boo boo on his head so just know it's going to happen and be disciplined and don't let that don't let them get in your heads with that yeah um I also have uh, many of the things that you said as well. Uh, let's see. Lockdown, Mr. Swift. Okay. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, or uh, Travis Kels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, it's like Brett Favre. Yeah. You know. Um, so, lock him down. Um whether that's a safety, whether that is a linebacker, whether that is a slot receiver, whether it's all three of them, to make yeah. sure he doesn't go off. Come on, Warner, Fred Warner. Uh, I would say it's that would be more of a green law uh, in uh, coverage. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Fred can worry about uh, Pacheco. Pacheco, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you want to make sure you bring him to the ground. Yes, all the way. Because he really likes to do lunges, I guess, mm-hmm. and make sure his knees stay off the ground while his head goes backwards. Uh, <laughs> like some of his runs are crazy and he doesn't go down. So make sure you wrap him up, bring him to the ground, make sure you get everybody to the ball when he's got the ball, bring him down. Yes. And then the last two things do not panic. And play all the way to the final whistle whenever that is. Agreed. Uh, I saw that uh, the last three uh, championship games that have been on this network uh, have been kind of duds and not done anything. And somebody jokingly with the network said that they were promised a the first ever double overtime uh, uh, championship game. I wouldn't mind watching that at all. No, but if... It- <laughs> I'm going to be stressed out the whole time. But if, if, as Pat McAfee uh, pointed out, if that actually happens, the internet's just going to break. Oh, yeah. With everybody going, Agreed. scripted, scripted. You know, all oh, stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, but don't panic. Play all the way to the final whistle. Purdy has exemplified this in, his, in the playoff games thus far. So, I don't expect there to be. But that's just kind of the killer mentality that it's going to take to yeah. get this job Speaking done. of kinder, killer mentality and uh, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy was asked a question at like the opening night for the Super Bowl or whatever. Are you are you prepared to disappoint Taylor Swift? All he, he grabs the microphone, all he says is yes. That's all he says. <laughs> oh, it would have been, been, been even better if he'd been like, she knew I was trouble since I walked in. <laughs> There's been so many edits with like <laughs> like Taylor's like talking about how number thirteen is like the greatest number yeah. for her and all this, and then just Brock Purdy walking in because he's number thirteen. I've seen the the meme where the uh, uh, the guy is looking at the other girl while the girl on his arm is like what? And, oh but yeah. It's, but it's uh, uh, Taylor Swift looking at uh, George Kittle <laughs> <laughs> while Kelsey is like hey. <laughs> <laughs> because he's a better tight end. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking of some of these people, what are your matchups to watch? Give me some one-on-ones. Who are you looking at? Um, Traverius Ward versus uh, KT, MVS. Actually, no, no, no. Traverius Ward versus Rasheed Rice. Oh. I think Rasheed Rice is the number one threat uh, with what, whenever it comes to Is he more of a slot guy? Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I think we need okay. Ward on him. All right. Um, and then Greenlaw, as we said, versus Mr. Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, and then CMC versus uh, Chris Jones. And they're deep. Yeah. Uh, uh, defensive line mm-hmm. and then uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo versus uh, Sneed and McDuffie because uh, I know that they both are talented corners uh, but we have talented wide receivers on yep. the other side see the thing is I don't know who they have for George Kittle I don't know who they have I mean it would be uh, Bolton right? Yeah I guess it would be Bolton and I don't think Bolton can handle them. Okay and finally this may be like a, sound like a meme or whatever. I mean this very realistically. Kyle Shanahan versus the refs. Like, okay. I get Andy Reid is his great coach. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Great coach. I think Kyle Shanahan is a great coach as well. But I think it's going to come down to Kyle Shanahan keeping his composure against the refs, knowing there's going to be calls and making the right decisions on what to do. All right. I like it. I like it. That's, uh, that, I, that was unexpected. I thought you were going to go coach versus coach, and you took a turn. I like it. Ah. Um, I have uh, Fred, War- Fred Warner versus Mahomes' eyes. Okay? So you got to – Fred Warner <coughs> is, you know, in the middle, and he's going to be gauging where all this stuff is at. Yep. So he's got to know – where his eyes are going, be able to communicate that, but then also um, he's got to be able to he's got to be able to know when he's coming out or okay. be able to communicate yeah. that, right? Yep. So he's the key to that whole pressure contain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we also have not mentioned the fact that Nick Bosa was in the first one. He's also in the second one. And he is a lot better than when he was uh, in the first one. So uh, I'm not sure who's going to be on uh, Nick Bosa, but watch out. Oh, yeah. That'd be uh, be it. Yeah. Uh, Then I've got a couple more uh, one-on-ones, but they're more abstract. Okay. Debo versus Tackles. Okay. Breaking some tackles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he can't so, be a break ball. Right. So uh, I want to see what that's like. And then I have Kittle versus the seams. Where can he find those spaces? Right. Okay. Uh, not just the matchup, but uh, finding that place between the matchups. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, going a little bit beyond Bolton before Sneed is there. You know, all these different things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm also going to go coach versus coach. So Kyle Shanahan versus Andy Reid. Okay. These are two of the Legendary. great offensive minds of current football. Um, 
Andy Reid having adapted and kind of brought things along with him, uh, having more time spent. But I'm also going to say that previous winning I saw this stat previous winning super, uh, previous winning championship coaches are 3 and 0 when they get a rematch okay so it doesn't do well for Kyle Shanahan that way but Kyle Shanahan has the ability to be the first ever son of a former Super Bowl winning coach to also win the championship game yeah so uh it's not just Kyle Shanahan versus Andy Reid. I believe it's Kyle Shanahan versus a, a fam, familial legacy. Okay. So uh, if that's not going to get him hyped up, I don't know what would. Yeah. Uh, who's your player to track? I've been talking about him a whole bunch. Okay. George Kittle. All right. Let's get it started, baby. All right. I like it. Uh, I thought I was going to have to maybe change mine because I thought this is where you would go automatically as a running back, but I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Yeah, Uh, that's good. I think we're both on the right track. And once again, as you stated, how they go is how the game goes. Yeah. Um, What's your prediction? Um, I want it to be a blowout for the Niners. I really do. It's not going to happen, though. Somehow the Chiefs offense is going to start working. Um, I think... The Chiefs are going to have a really, really great first half. And I'm going to be at Isaiah's house because he's having a Super Bowl party. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm going to hear a lot about it. Enemy I'm going to hear a lot about it in the first half. Uh-oh. But it's going to be another Detroit Lions game. And the Niners are going to come out hot. And it's going to go into overtime. And the score will be 37-31. to 31. Niners win. Okay. I don't know how that works in overtime. Well, if they tied up to 31, then six points wins, yep. the, wins the game. My math worked, and I yes. wasn't even trying. Good job. Good job. Um, uh, <laughs> they uh, they simulated this on Madden. Yes. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for over 300 yards <laughs> and three gracious. touchdowns. Um, but it ended up, ended up being close, and there was a two-point conversion oh. by... The Niners to try to uh, to try to catch up, but it was a thirty to twenty eight uh, Chiefs win ah. in the simulation. Of course uh, it is on Madden. Of course it is. The yeah. rest are all on their side then too. I know. Uh, I said from the beginning of the season the Niners were going to win the championship. Yes, I said that they were going to win it against the Ravens, though. Yeah, and now that it's the Chiefs. I'm going to say painfully, and I hope I'm wrong. I will not cheer this way, that the Chiefs are going to win 27 to 17. Okay. Now, once again, that is not my wish. That is not my hope. That is not the way I will cheer. If I, I will take no glory. I will take no glory, and I don't want to hear any, I don't want any of the credit if the Chiefs actually win 27-17, to because that would be my first score that I actually got and completely correct yes. all season. Yeah. Um, one last uh, question. Are we including this score in this prediction into our final unstable pick six? Yeah, I think okay. so. All right. So, uh, so I got so, Niners and you got Chiefs. Yeah. So next week we will be doing eight 
because yeah. Uh, yeah. it will be, yeah, so it will be a two, com- two point conversion there. <laughs> That's it for this week. Next week, we will, of course, talk about the big game. Look at the last two major needs for the Colts in the Colts corner and have the final results of our unstable pick six. Yep. Well, this is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.